Hi, this is Karen Kelly, and you're listening to An Appetite for Life. There's a great mix on this show with various topics, amazing guests, and the occasional celebrity guest. Welcome to the show, guys. The first one after our summer holidays, and I've got a fabulous guest today. I'd like to introduce assertiveness coach and author of Woman Up. We have Jodie Salt. So, welcome, Jodie. Great to have you on the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. I'm so excited to read Woman Up because we all need to woman up, don't we? It's such a fabulous title. So, tell us all about yourself, Jodie, first of all. What's your background and where do you come from? Because I know you're a busy bee. You've run several businesses all at once whilst raising a family. So, tell us a bit about yourself, a bit of your background. Bit of my background. So, yes, um, I'm a corporate bunny from the beginning, really. Corporate bunny. Yeah, so uh, my background has always been in kind of learning and development for corporate organisations, specialising in kind of leadership. So training and coaching, mid to senior level managers and leaders. Um, I qualified as an executive coach back then and spent many years kind of doing that. Um, But yeah, there was a point that came where, you know what, I felt like I needed to get out of the corporate rat race a little bit. Um, Wasn't enjoying it as much as I could. You know, if I'm truly honest, I wasn't getting great satisfaction from spending time with a lot of men who didn't want to be coached by me because there weren't many women exactly. no senior leadership yeah. positions no. so yeah um it was time to make some changes after that point so you you've also run three businesses yourself haven't you whilst raising a family how did you manage to do that they're all passion projects and i think that's what makes the difference when that's you start like your own business it's not like work most of the time um so that makes it a damn sight easier you know, straight away. And because they're things that you really, really deeply care about. And all of those things have been intrinsically linked to the fact that, yeah, I've been raising a family. I've got three daughters. Um, so being a mum to three girls, yeah. it's made me really passionate about carving something into this world that makes a difference for the next generation of young girls and women so that you know they get a bit of a different experience a slightly better experience than maybe some of us have had you know it's not been it's not been awful for me by any means but actually it took me till I was a grown-up to really realize that this patriarchy exists and that some of the societal norms that existed were actually limiting me but because I'd grown up with them they were just normal and so you know now it's important to me to try and put a dent in some of that stuff for them and so all my all of my work my coaching business um, my membership um, the festival is all closely intertwined because it's all about that mission to empower women uh, the quest for equality you know, and keep driving, driving that mission, really. Yeah, I think we're getting there, aren't we? I don't think we've totally got equality yet, but we're certainly getting there, aren't we? Do you know, and we were getting there, and I hate to be the person that says this, but after the pandemic, we've gone backwards again. So, you know, I want people to be aware of that, is that, yeah, we were going great guns. The last 100 years did a lot, but actually we're still looking at way past 2050, 
even more before we're getting anywhere close to what I'd like to see in my lifetime. And the pandemic has put us back a bit. So it's it's foot on the gas time to do more. Yeah. So let's go back to when you were working then. You were kind of, you know, raising a family, running yeah. three wonderful businesses. But then, of course, you know, burnout was on the cards, wasn't it? You know, you could see, I can't keep this up. So what happened next? What kind of made you slow down? Yeah, so the whole burnout piece was still in the corporate world. It, you know, it, actually, I've had a much more balanced life which is bizarre, really, seeing three businesses spinning all those plates. Yeah. You'd naturally assume that was the cause of burnout, but it wasn't. It was the corporate stuff. Yeah. Um, but actually, I was only 30. I was only 30. Yeah. And uh, what made me stop is I went to the GP, right, for a standard contraceptive checkup. You know, yeah. you, need to come in and have your blood, you need to come in and have your blood pressure done before we'll give you your next prescription. You're like, oh, fine, I'm coming. This is a bit inconvenient. <laughs> But long story short, that blood pressure wasn't where it needed to be, led to a few investigations, and I got diagnosed with kidney disease at 30, um, which was a bit of a shock because I didn't feel ill. But actually, this diagnosis, it's not curable. Um, my kidney function will decline. I will go on dialysis. I will need a transplant at some point. And so to get that news at 30 when there's no, nothing symptomatically wrong with you. No symptoms. What nothing. That's nothing. Painful. I was almost like, are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah. Show me. Let me see. You almost, it was unbelievable. Um, but that was the moment that made me think, actually, God, I've only got one shot at this game. Yeah. This is not a dress rehearsal. So if I've got all that coming and I know about it, I need to make some changes now because this isn't the life that I want to live. And actually, I won't even get to go on dialysis and have a transplant because this burnout's going to, you know, you kill are. me off before then. Yes. So, yeah, that was a big life perspective moment, you know. And I know lots of women have those that they show up in many different ways. And I'm kind of, I'm pleased it happened because if it hadn't, I might still be just plodding along, yeah. doing what I thought I had to do. Wow. So that was a turning point for you. Yeah. Yeah. And what I love that what happened next was obviously the art of saying no. Yeah. I love this. I love this. So, you know, just for the listeners out there, I went to a, obviously one of your presentations at a, yeah. an evening and I was just mesmerized. And the very next day, I think I did about five or six no's. It was amazing. <laughs> And I loved it. I was telling everybody. So let's talk about the art of saying no. And just give those examples that you give during that presentation of the playground and the, yeah. the mum at the school run kind of thing. Loved it. Yeah, it's, and you know, it's totally liberating. Yeah. And it's something that you can all, like you did, you can just go in, switch it on. Yeah. I and that's like, oh my God. <laughs> you feel incredible. You do, you do. And there's a big part <laughs> of being assertive is you know valuing your own time energy space money whatever the resource is and having some boundaries around that and so being able to say no to the stuff that you just don't want to do is it's it is really liberating but it's really important just for bog standard well-being yeah. because there's too many women walking around being doormats to everybody else people pleasing yeah. their way through life and it's not all right but yeah, the example that we talked about that night was um, many of us have been in this situation. 
where you are in the playground, either dropping or collecting the kids from school, and you get asked the dreaded question by another mom who says, "Oh, you know, would would you be would you take over the PTA from next term, Jodie?" <laughs> you know, and inside you're thinking, "Oh." There is nothing that I would rather do less than that. But you kind of like, oh my God, what do I say to this? I, so I just think it's a, a really simple, basic example to help people see the principle because it's a really simple technique. Five steps to it. Number one, it's about having a word with yourself. So before you even open your mouth, step one is you must be able to give yourself permission to say no. Yeah. No, actually, I am well, it is my God-given right to turn down a request if I so wish. So that's a big mindset piece, first and foremost, but step one, being able to do that. Yeah. Step two is then, you know, actually um, take it as a compliment. So quite often when somebody makes a request of me that I'm like, oh God, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> actually, I'll say, oh, Karen, thank you for thinking that that's something I'd be really good at. Actually, I'm really flattered that you think I'd be a great chair of the PTA. So that, you know, I got paid a compliment first. So far. And then very quickly, I follow that with step three is I say no and I own it. So what I mean by that is I very simply say, Karen, as I say, I'm flattered. Brits are no on this occasion. Thank you, though. (laughs) And it's almost like stop there. Yeah. Because step four is to stay rational, not get emotional about it. Now, when I say emotional, I don't mean getting upset, but not feeling the guilt. By emotion, I feel the guilt to think, oh, I'm going to have to give in and just say yes. Or I've got to justify my reason for saying no, and I don't. I'm allowed to just not want to. So it's resisting the temptation to fill the tumbleweed pause moment. I was going to say, I love step four, the pause, yeah. because we do, I'm yeah. guilty of it. Then you ramble then. Oh, oh no, no, no. And give excuses of why you can't. And you don't need to. I just love that pause. Love it. I'm just, I'm just allowed to say no. Yeah. Just because I don't <laughs> want to. End of. I choose not to. I don't have to be busy or not have enough time or need to do other I don't have to do I can just say thanks for asking I don't want to thank you and then step five is change the subject move on so I might say oh actually Karen I'm glad I caught you um can Rupert still come to Bertie's party on Sunday yeah and that's it it's done now it does come with a bit of a bit of a a, you know a, a warning that goes with it is that if you've been a people pleaser for a very long time well, people are going to be a bit surprised that you've now changed your behaviour. So they <laughs> might try and have a bit more of a poke yeah, at you, yeah, yeah. right? So then all that needs is, there's a little phrase I use, persistence beats resistance. <laughs> so you've just got to rinse and repeat. Broken record strategy. Say, so Karen, as I said, I am so flattered you think I'd be good at it. It is a no from me at this stage. Actually, we could do with arranging a girly night out again, couldn't we? When you're free, very quickly, those three steps again. I love it. And do you know what? Because I, I'm i not saying I said yes to everything, but I would ramble on and there'd be no pause because I would get nervous then. And I'd, there's a hole there and I would just might as well throw myself in it. Yeah, we get waffleitis. Waffleitis. It's a real condition. I heard this the next day. I felt, I felt alive. I felt liberated. Yeah, because it works, doesn't it? Cancel things as well as a result of that. And I feel great about it. It's a little little bit guilty to start with. But no, I've I've got that time back and it's brilliant. 
It just takes practice. I, you know, and I wrote a quote in a, my middle daughter turned 16 last year. She's almost 17 now. But on her 16th birthday, she's a gorgeous, altruistic, lovely, kind-hearted girl. But she's going to end up a people pleaser if she carries on because even with her own friends, she will put their wants and needs before her own. And I wrote a, a quote in her birthday card that I say to lots of women now, and that is, disappoint as many people as it takes to avoid disappointing yourself. Yeah. Why should you be the one? Yeah. You're okay to sit with disappointment. So guess what? Nothing bad is going to happen to somebody else if they need to be a little bit disappointed for a bit. You know, why would you why would you do it to yourself and not to somebody else? Yeah. They'll be okay. Yeah. Nothing bad will happen to them because they're a little bit disappointed for half an hour. Oh, I love that. What a great mum you've got for three girls. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not sure they agree with you half the time, but never mind. Oh, Jodie, we're just going to take a short break and we'll be back in a few minutes' time. Let me introduce our sponsor, Everything Genetic Limited, specialists in preventative healthcare testing, helping people to identify to see if they are at risk of developing common hereditary cancers and heart conditions. Based in Nantwich, Cheshire, they partner with some of the UK's market-leading laboratories, supplying revolutionary genetic tests to healthcare providers and patients for the detection, diagnosis and treatment planning of cancer, heart disease and other illnesses. One of their main aims is to democratise genetic testing, meaning everyone can take control of their own well-being and healthcare to detect any problems at an early stage when they are most treatable. They also offer a COVID testing service which is on the government list, initially launched to support clinical partners who were unable to get patients in during the pandemic. This service enables patients to come back into clinics to resume all important cancer testing and is available through over 200 partner companies. They offer a comprehensive range of coronavirus COVID-19 test kits and services for individuals, healthcare providers and employers. For more information, visit their website, everythinggeneticlimited.co.uk. So welcome back. We're talking to assertiveness coach and author of Woman Up, Jodie Salt. So welcome back, Jodie. I'm loving the show so far, loving it. <laughs> so we were talking about the art of saying no before the break. So let's talk about your fabulous book, Woman Up. You also have an app and also a guide as well. So let's just expand on Woman Up. What is it? Well, first and foremost, right, I think it always needs a bit of clarity on what it means because people people make the assumption that it's the female Man. version of manning up, yeah. right? And I'm not into that at all. Yeah. You know, we've got too many men who have been told to man up and that's resulted in major mental health yeah, issues, you know, even suicide in some people. I am not about to replicate that onto women. So woman up means something very different. It's about women stepping into their power, finding their voice, figuring out what they really want, what they deeply desire, because a lot of women don't, you know, that if I ask them what they want, they'll tell me either what they don't want, or they'll say, actually, do you know what? I don't know. Don't know. So figuring out what you want, shamelessly declaring it to the world and going out and getting it. So it's about women rising. Yeah. It's about us. You know, not, not all women have the ability 
to do some of this work for themselves. So those of us that can should. And we do it on behalf of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about women who may be in a domestic violence situation. They've not got the luxury and the freedom that we have might have right now, or know I have, yeah. where I can speak up for myself. I can advocate for women's issues. I can challenge some of these things. You know, in culture, society only changes when more and more individual people decide to do something different. So there's enough of us that are in a, a position where we can influence that change for women who can't. Yeah. And, you know, so yes, it's about making positive change for us all ourselves, but also remembering that you're doing it for the wider womanhood yeah. and the yeah, girls exactly. that will come after us. It's like one big team, isn't it? You know, when you yeah. when you have a baby, then you join a team of motherhood, don't you? Yeah. I think in this day and age now, females are more supportive of each other, regardless. It's not a case of jealousy or oh, that person doesn't have as much or that person's got more than me. We all see ourselves, I think, more now as equals, don't we? So we're all supporting each other far better than we ever were, I think. It depends what circle you move in. So, yes, I I experienced that. And I know you do, too, because you mix in circles like me. Yeah. But you get used to what you're surrounded by. And, there, you know what, actually, there's still plenty. There'll be women listening to this that go, my life ain't like that. Absolutely, yeah. Actually, that I feel like I'm watching my back. It's catty. It's bitchy. It's backstabby. It's one-upmanship. You know, it's there's still a lot of that that exists. You know, actually, women can be their the worst when and actually I do a lot of work now in schools with young girls I work for an organization called Girls Out Loud and if you saw how teenage girls treat each other now I can't sleep some nights so because be fair, of the stuff I've that I've heard daughter, and I totally get that yeah. what I meant was kind of women in business but you're right maybe the people in the circles I've mixed in yeah. and the networks I've been to I've just felt nothing but positivity yeah. and support. So we're kind of carrying that support for those women that don't get it. But yeah, I'm totally with you with the with the, the teenagers. Yeah, we've got to keep growing. We've got to keep growing as well. Yeah. It's awful, isn't it? So, yeah. I do get that side of it. Yes, okay. So I understand that it's not not what you wanted to like man up. It's not the woman upside of that. I get that. Yeah, totally. And so yeah, it's all about um enabling women giving them the tools the tips the techniques also sharing stories and it's you know the book's job is to make women laugh yeah. as much as give them some input and different things that they can do to be more assertive yeah you know, uh, even just knowing what it really means to be assertive and to do that in a feminine way you know what, what most of us do is when we think about being assertive it's almost like we, we the only examples we've had of that are male versions. Yeah. And when you put them, it's like putting Yeah, it's like putting on a man's suit, right? If I put a man's suit on, it's going to be ill-fitting. It'll hang off me all wrong. I have to put a suit on that's been tailored yeah. to the female form. And it works with that as a skill, you know, feminine. Or, you know, a little less masculine. It's fine to have a bit of masculine energy and a bit of feminine energy mixed together, but not all masculine. That's why you end up with these people who are the alpha female bitch from hell. We've all met one, but yeah. nobody ever owns up to being it, yeah. which is the interesting thing. So, yeah, the 
The book is about helping women to step into that power, be more assertive, but in a really authentic way that feels good for them and actually has loads of influence. It's magnetic. It draws other people towards you. People want to be part of your world. They hang off your every word that, you know, you have a voice. Um, and that's a really nice place to operate from, whether it is in work, business, God, with your family, the number of people that are, can't be assertive with their own parents as a grown up. But, you know, a lot of women who are being almost bullied by their teenage children, yeah. by their friends, by their partner, you know, so it's it's in any relationship in your life. It's not just about work or business. It applies everywhere. So, yeah, it's um, you can make a big difference with the, with the stuff that I've written in there. And is it um, past a certain age or, you know, you said you've got children yourself age 11 and 17. Are they okay to read it? Is it more for an adult book? Because I know you like a lot of swear words in there. Do you know? There's a bit of swearing in it. <laughs> if, if you're if you're comfortable with a bit of swearing, then by all means, the stuff that's in there is relevant to them in terms okay, of how they use it for life. Yeah. But yeah, you know, maybe not giving it to a fourteen year old, but seventeen, <laughs> eighteen, absolutely, absolutely. And yeah. where can we get this fabulous book? Where's it available? Um, so you can get it on, obviously on Amazon. It's available on Amazon. I think you can get it Waterstones online. Um, yeah, or, or yeah, directly from me. Wonderful. So before we move on to Woman Woman Up Fest, which is going to be brilliant, let's talk about the uh, the apps and the modules and things that's available online as well for, for yeah. Woman Up. Yeah. So all the stuff that I talk about in the book, I built into a membership. Wow. Um, which is all as accessible, as you mentioned, through an app. So it's dead easy. You've got it at your fingertips 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So you've got like this. It's almost, I call it the Netflix of women's personal development. Yeah. I love it because love all that. the things that are in there is that it's all aspects of a woman's life. You yeah. know, it's the menopause, it's stress, anxiety, love life, sex, everything. I love it. It's got everything in there which really surprised me because i don't think anyone's ever done that before all no. under one roof all under one roof. Love about it yeah totally because actually that's the one thing i realized when i started coaching women specifically is even though it might have been in a corporate sense or a business sense our coaching conversations were never just about work or business no, not at all you know it brought every hormones confidence money finance pinch anything to do with their life, caring for relatives. Yeah. And so now I don't claim to be the expert in all of that. But I've got a great network of experts. So I have a team of resident experts who provide all of that content. So videos, downloads, workbooks, all kinds of different things yeah. that you can, you know, you can access them at 3 a.m. on a Sunday afternoon. What I love about it is, this is just it, women in business, you know, prior to the menopause for me, you know, you met, I remember Maggie Thatcher, obviously. Yeah. Power, and she would have gone through the same awful hormonal changes whilst running the country. But nobody would have thought about that. And it's only when you go through it yourself, you think, my goodness, what, what an icon she was. Because yeah. you know, women in business are dealing with all that crap as well. Men don't go through the same crap. I don't mean to be disrespectful, but they don't carry the same burdens is what women do because we just take it all on board yeah you know, with ourselves mainly aren't we I'm not saying totally. that I mean I can imagine 
you know, for, for women like her, almost feeling that, you know, stood in the bathroom with the door locked, looking at themselves in the mirror and thinking, oh, I'm going mad, I'm losing mad. marbles, yeah. you know, and thinking that they can't cope. You know, I'm 43, um, so I'm not particularly that old, but I ha- was, I've been having lots of perimenopausal symptoms, yeah. going to the GP time, time, time again, being fobbed off, you're not old enough, are you sure you're not depressed, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Only two weeks ago, and I had to go private, and finally got some HRT, yeah. you know, so yeah, definitely. But I love all that. I love the fact mm. that you've got all those different videos online. So whatever they need and every single video is going to help them in whatever they're doing mm. in their corporate world, because they might be having a moment and they can't get past it and function because of yeah. that slight hormonal change or the stress for something or the falling out of the partner. It's just great to have those to refer back to. I love yeah. that. It's brilliant. Yeah really good okay so woman up fest tell us when it is what it's all about what's going to be happening okay so it's it's just a couple of weeks away now it's two weeks yeah. this weekend so um it's called one manifest oh one manifest yeah one manifest because actually it's a bit of a spin on manifesting oh, right yeah. So, you know, this is good because actually it has its own definition. So one manifest means when a woman uses her innate feminine energy to make shit happen. Yeah. And that just perfectly epitomizes what the festival is about. It's a, you know, it is a celebration of all things female, feminine, womanly. That doesn't mean men are barred, by the way. I have a lot of people say, oh, God, are men not allowed to come? By all means, they can come. I can't guarantee they'll enjoy everything that's there. Yeah. Um, and as long as they are champions of women and equality, then that's fine. Uh, but naturally, there'll be few and far between, I'm sure, at the weekend. But we have brought together amazing speakers, workshops, performances, pamper treatments. We've got a teen tent for girls 12 to 16 to have their own hugely empowering experience that I wish somebody had given me when I was 13 years old. Yeah. Um, fun, laughter, food, drink, um, ice dipping, walking on hot coals, you name it. Wow. All of that uh, it, on a, a gorgeous glamping site for the weekend. Wow. Uh, so it really, it's about woman up live. Yeah, so they can camp, they can glamp. Mm-hmm. So, this, so this is the 17th and 18th of September. Yeah. It's a weekend of fun. Pamper tents, well-being tents, VIP experiences, where can we get the tickets from? What does that include? Or all these other things individually purchased? Or can they walk on hot coals under one ticket? So the, the, there's just a couple of things that are a bit extra. And that's the Wim Hof ice dip, the hot coals and walking on broken glass. Um, the pamper tent treatment is just a small nominal little fee for some bits and bobs in there. Everything else is included. So we've got full lineup of main stage speakers, yoga, meditation, gong baths vision board workshops uh pussy power workshops the nude awakening you can get naked and paint your body all that stuff's all included in your ticket so um, you can either come for the saturday or the sunday if you just want to come for one day if you're not free all weekend you can just pick one day 59 quid Um, and if you register on the website you can get a 10 percent code off and the weekend ticket is 99, so you can cover the whole thing. Yeah. Um, you need to book to camp and glamp. That's not included in your ticket. Um, and if you feel like treating yourself, you can go all out VIP for 199 for the weekend. Wow. Um, and all the tickets are at 
dead simply onemanifest.co.uk with all of the information about everything that's going on. Brilliant. That's going to be a fabulous weekend. Yeah. So a proper girly weekend. Girly weekend. It's going to be exciting, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that's so everything's on your website as well. So mm-hmm. the book's on your website, all about the um will manifest on your website as well. Jodie, it's been a dream talking to you today. Oh, I've loved every it. Thanks for having me. Every time I say no, I think of you. <laughs> and I love it. Uh, so I wish you all the best with the book, all the best with the festival, and I'm sure our paths will cross again. Thank you. You've been listening to An Appetite for Life, also sponsored by Dame Bank House Dental Practice, where happiness starts with a smile. They offer a full range of preventative and restorative dentistry, including cosmetic treatments, facial rejuvenation and dental implants. They also follow a minimal intervention approach, so book in for a smile review today. You can visit their website at www.danebankhouse.co.uk or call them direct on 01270 665 774. If you have any questions about the show, please don't hesitate to get in touch. You can visit my website www.karenkellypodcast.co.uk or send me an email at letstalk at karenkellypodcast.co.uk.